So a listener wrote in and asked this question. So how do you handle a supervisor or a manager or a boss at work who has inconsistencies in the way that they treat you? Sometimes they are very nice and offer encouragement and constructive criticism, and other times they are visibly frustrated with your performance and talk behind your back within earshot about their displeasure with you to others, or even your work performance. They are definitely over you, their authority at your workplace. Is there any recourse but to find another job? Their personal mood and inner frustrations can make the difference on whether they are kind or abrasive. This is Dr. Ryan Dupay, and welcome to the You Bother Me podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about how to cope with a bad boss, or at least what I perceive to be a bad boss. Welcome. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the You Bother Me podcast. My name is Dr. Ryan Dupay, a regular person who gets bothered by people just like you. That's right, you bother me. And I'm sure if you're around me long enough, I'm gonna bother you. Each episode, you and I will talk conflict resolution because we need each other. We're going to discuss strategies and tips to help you solve people problems. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let's talk about what's wrong with other people because other people are really the problem. Am I right? Well, thank you so much for joining us today. And we're going to be talking about how do I cope with a bad boss? And you heard in the introduction question, uh, just my thoughts uh, to kind of give you a little bit of an idea to flip the script. And the, the, the idea is to, am I setting myself up for failure to think that my boss is that bad. Now, I'm going to just put a disclaimer here. Um, some of you listening to this probably have experiences that I don't know about, number one, and number two, don't really understand. Listening through um, a device uh, doesn't mean that I understand every type of conflict that's going on. Uh, but dealing with people that we uh, think are bad or they truly are bad at what they do um, it takes a lot of effort to uh, make that relationship work. And it's not only a relationship that is between a boss and an employee sometimes. Sometimes it's going to be um, a spousal partner. Sometimes it's going to be roommates. Sometimes it's going to be um, children to parents or parents to children. So I think you're going to benefit a lot today from this um, podcast and hopefully it'll help you out. It, you know, one of the things about flipping the script that I wanted to talk about was an experience that my wife and I, Christy, had when we were first married, maybe one or two years in. And I was at the time uh, pursuing my master's degree and uh, taking a course on what a family should look like, what a home should look like, what a marriage should look like. And one of the exercises that our teacher gave us, our professor gave us, was when we knew a conflict was about to happen, yes, an argument, when we knew an argument was about to happen, we had to commit, and I think we had to commit for two or three weeks to a process, and the process was very simple. Before I brought up my complaint to my wife 
or my wife brought up her complaint to me, what the conflict was going to be, we had to commit to giving five compliments to each other first. Now, does that sound like kind of weird and maybe even hard to do? Like if you're a couple and you're listening to this right now, or you have a spouse or you're engaged to somebody or you're dating and you think about the other side of this, um, sometimes we sit there and say, oh my goodness, when I'm mad at somebody or I disagree with how they're operating, it is so hard for me to find a compliment for them. So it became kind of funny for us at first uh, when we were doing this, because if I had a problem that I wanted to talk about, we committed to doing the five compliments first. And a lot of times it was like, well, you're pretty, um, you, you, you cook nice, you, you do all of these things. And it was real surface level. But one thing that we found out is that working through complimenting somebody who we were ready to have a conflict with, the more we looked for the good in them, the more we pointed out what they did well, the less the conflict became. Now, I want to put a disclaimer when I talk about this with, you know, and I said it just a few moments ago, uh, you may legitimately have a boss that is treating you purely. There is nobody here that's going to say stay in that job. But there's some wisdom that comes through because oftentimes I found in my life when I was having problems with the authority around me, I was actually having inner conflict and problems with myself that I wasn't dealing with well. And I want to speak to that today. So this is the thing that I want to just say uh, in starting out. Um, you know, I did. I, I put on LinkedIn, and if you want to um, follow me on LinkedIn and, and be able to participate in some of these um, just essay questions or surveys that I'm putting out there, um, there was four different options for those that answered to say what makes a good boss. And the two highest ones, the number one, what makes a good boss is that they are a mentor, somebody that's going to teach me the profession, somebody that's going to um, show me their expertise and relay that expertise to me in the workplace. And the second one was somebody that is trustworthy. And so you have a mentor and then somebody that is trustworthy. These were the characteristics of the best bosses from the people that answered on the survey. So let's just make sure we're looking at the other side of the coin before we talk about, you know, how bad people are or how um, unqualified they are. So before we do that, let's just think about this. So your manager or your boss, um, let's give them some compliments first. And you think through in your mind, uh, what, what have they done to get themselves into that position? And so I'm going to ask you the question, what, what can you think of that they've done right to get to the position that they're in today to be able to have the authority over employees? Um, a, a natural question that I would also or a conclusion that I would come to is that they must have done something right because somebody somewhere recognized their ability. A lot of times I'm going to go to the negative of a person first before I go to a positive. I'm going to go shoot right into what they're doing wrong. Like they're a macro manager or a micro manager, or it seems like to me that they don't know what they're talking about. You, do you see where I'm coming from? A lot of times my negativity is going to judge people quickly 
And they are going to be the ones that are going to take the brunt of my judgment because they're not doing it the way that I think that they should do it. So um, look, it's obvious sometimes a manager, you're, you're like, what in the world did they do right to get there? Okay. Somebody recognized their expertise and their ability. Of course, they're not going to be perfect. Right. And, and then usually a manager does have a passion to somehow thrive. It could be thriving financially to be able to provide for themselves, maybe their family. Um, but it could be to thrive and they're looking at that managerial position or, um, ownership of a company to be able to excel and take uh, the next step in their professional life. So see what we're doing here? We're, we're setting ourselves up. We're setting ourselves up. We're flipping the script instead of going right into how bad the boss is, right? And how miserable it is for me to go into work every day. And for some of us listening to this, you might say, uh, hey, that's me, Dr. DuPay. That's me. Uh, It's miserable to go to my workplace. Well, let's start, let's start flipping the script just a little bit and say, okay, how am I going to survive in this moment in time? And what wisdom am I going to need to really be able to function in the workplace well? And so I would seek to make compliments, things that would, would you'd be able to see the good in the manager or the boss that you have those people in your life so that you would be able to say, you know what, they've done something to get here correctly. All right. So remember this, you go back to podcast one, when we talked about all people are crazy cat people. And when we set our principles out for recognizing and solving conflict, I, I told you and relayed to you that the parameters of solving conflict, there was four things you're going to have to expect. And so as you're listening to this, um, th- there, these are the, the plain and simple things. With, if we're going to deal with solving conflict and you have a bad boss, there's a couple things that need to take place. First of all, let's just in review. To, to get and solve conflict with individuals, you're going to have to expect to take risk. Okay, You're going to have to expect to listen right? You're like, but I don't respect this person. I don't want to listen to them. They don't treat me fairly. They seem to to give um, preference to people in the workplace. You're going to be tempted to go to the judgmental side before you are ready to deal with the conflict or the person that you are listening to. And so be ready to listen. They actually might have some critique of you that is going to be beneficial for you down the road. Be ready to grant forgiveness, all right? Be ready to take risk if you want to solve conflict. Be ready to listen. Be ready to grant forgiveness. And the last thing was be willing to work on it. And so we're taking this tough situation and tough reality. I, you know, have you ever just felt like you didn't go want to go to work? You know, and, and I go back to this, um, Seinfeld example of when George Costanza's dad hired him without his knowledge to sell computers in his dad's garage. And I mean, it was just horrible. I mean, I'm sitting there laughing at it because it's 30 minutes of a sitcom that I like to watch, but here you have a dad that is expecting his son to thrive and the dad has now become his boss. And in this horrible situation, Mr. Costanza is um, 
keeping score with another employee and they're just going crazy in this work environment, right? So we feel this way sometimes. Like, how am I going to thrive? How can I do my job? And, and, you know, from our listener that asked the question, you know, how do I deal with somebody that's inconsistent? Is, is my best answer just to leave the workplace? And, and the answer to that is yes and no. Uh, I, for somebody that is providing for themselves today, for somebody that is providing for others, wisdom speaks to us in the reality that it's not a good thing just to get up and say, I'm going to hand in my two-week notice because I can't stand this person anymore. And this is why I'm flipping the script on us because I want to just make this statement. Um, I have to realize, and and I know, listen, I know you that are listening to me are a much better person than I am, but d- did you know that there's a lot of people that can't stand me? Like I bother them. And, and I'm going to just guess here, but I, I think you're probably going to bother people too. I'm not trying to be mean or abrasive, but you're going to bother people. You're not going to do everything right. And so here we have this situation where we wisdom is speaking and saying, okay, so how can I really respect and live in peace and unity? And it's going to take a little bit of risk. But I think a part of that risk is my ability to listen and be able to take in what is being said. So um, the listener that asked the question for today and said, is it better? You know, here, here's a person that's talking about me out loud. Um, I can hear them making critiques of me. Oh man, wouldn't that be like, that would just tear you up inside. And they're making critiques of you and just, um, I mean, it is burdensome to you, right? And you know that feeling. And so here's what I would suggest in flipping the script, if we understand that that person is there because somebody recognized some expertise, that they've done something right to get there, in all normal circumstances, this is a true statement that the owner or the boss has done something right to get there. And and now what do I do? So these are the things that I'm going to suggest. And it's not necessarily suggesting that you try to change your boss, that you try to change your manager. Do you know how hard it is to do that, right? Do you track with me on this? You're probably not going to change a person, but this is what I would ask you to do. All right. Here's a couple suggestions. The first thing is that if you have to take the risk of asking some questions, ask your boss questions that are not accusatory. Okay. So accusatory questions are going to be problematic. Like you always do this. You see the accusation. Whenever I see you talk to so-and-so, you act like this. But when I see you looking at me, you look at me like this. Accusatory questions put the walls of defense up. It's like saying you're always like this. And then, so what we're going to do is we're going to take those walls down and we're going to ask questions without, without being accusatory. So how do we do that? And that really segues into uh, my idea to try to understand your boss, try to understand your manager. Um, I would do this. I would ask them and hope that you're receiving this already, but I would ask them for an evaluation, a professional evaluation of your work. 
That way, it's not accusatory, but you're actually asking them in their expertise to evaluate your work. And you're saying, okay, well, Dr. Dupay, I already get an evaluation. Then you're going to have to take uh, the ability of listening, the ability of risk, and you're going to have to say to your boss or your manager, hey, I'm feeling some tension here and I don't want that. I want to be able to help us accomplish the purpose and mission of the job here. And I just want to know some answers. Is it okay to be evaluated? Because I have some things that I just, I'm just unsettled about some things that I need to get answered. And, and you know what you do? You know, in your mind and in my mind, when I see somebody that I think is doing a bad job, my my thing is like, they've got to change. They got to change. And I would suggest in your evaluation that we would ask the question, how can we improve? So if I'm going to go to somebody that I believe is not treating me fairly or correctly or um, with partiality or impartiality, really partiality. I'm going to go to them and say, help me out here. Evaluate how I'm doing. If they're evaluating already, then I'm going to take another question a little bit further and say, hey, tell me what I need to do to improve. Okay. And then finally, as we close things out here today, um, this is the thing. I'm going to try to win the heart of my boss. So once again, you might be saying, I'm at the point where I can't thrive professionally. I'm not growing professionally. And I hate my job because of the people I'm dwelling around, especially my boss. You may need to look into to going to another job. You may need to do that. But at the same time, since you're going to be providing for yourself until you find another job, or you're saying, I think I'm going to be able to stick this out because now I'm recognizing they have some things that they can teach me. That's exactly what I would ask them to do. I would ask them to teach you a skill. So find what they're doing right. Find what they're doing well. See what makes them tick and why they're in that position already. And then... Then go back to this reality to say, will you evaluate me? Tell me how I can improve and then teach me a skill. Now you're saying, look, you really didn't tell me how to solve that problems, that person's problems. Well, that's right. I'm going back to my original statement. I, I don't think that we can always change other people. If you're highly dissatisfied, if you know that person is not going to change, if you feel like your job is like like walking or swimming through mud, then my friend, you're probably going to have to resign and leave. But if you're looking to grow professionally and you're realizing that this person, although they may be abrasive, although they may be judgmental, you are going to have to flip the script on them and and actually say, the risk I'm going to take is to hear them out. The risk I'm going to take is see where I can improve. The risk I'm going to take is ask them to teach me a skill. Now, I know for some of you, and I hope that you'll email me through my webpage, uh, my website, youbotherme.org. I would love for you to email me if you have specific questions of how to deal in personality struggles or with the way that your boss is treating you. But but please understand, I, I want you to thrive where you are called. I want you to thrive where you are working right now. And you may be able to solve these issues, even though you have 
a bad boss situation. So you're trying to win somebody, even though you're not sure uh, whether or not you can or not. So this is Dr. Ryan Dupay. I appreciate you listening today, and I hope that you apply some of these principles. Uh, Share this like this, please rate this podcast and tell your friends about it. I'm so thankful for you that are asking me questions and contacting me, and I look forward to hearing from you very soon. So go out, take risks, be ready to listen. Man, grant forgiveness, right? And then be ready to work. I hope that you have a wonderful work week and that you thrive where you are. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for joining me today. You've been listening to the You Bother Me podcast. If you like what you've heard today, or even if I bothered you, please subscribe, rate, and share this with your friends and family. For notes and information about today's podcast, visit youbotherme.org, where you can contact me and follow me on social media. I'd love to hear from you. Once again, that's youbotherme.org. This is Dr. Ryan Dupay. Until next time, live in peace, seek unity, and may God bless you.